Friends, I want to begin today by saying thank you for putting a name tag on as you walked in the door. I know that it's a little bit different. Normally you come to Mass and, uh, and no one greets you with a, a name tag and says, here's a Sharpie, write your name. Uh, it's, uh, it's something a little bit different and it, it means something. It's actually a, a really great way of saying, hey, I want to get to know the people around me. Um, I invite you at the end of Mass, uh, after Mass today, the Knights of Columbus are cooking hamburgers over there for $5 a piece, and I invite you to keep your name tag on and head on over to Ave Maria building after Mass for hamburgers and for community um, so that we can get to know one another. You know, the name tags that we wear are a visible representation of our willingness to uh, do just that, to get to know one another. Because every friendship, every community that you've ever been a part of, it began in some way with someone taking the lead, Um, someone stepping out of their comfort zone in some way and being vulnerable. Friendship, community, deep relationships, those things that we, we really desire as human beings, they don't simply happen. They begin, they require, at the beginning, someone to take a step. You know, if you think of all the friendships you've had in your life, uh, they all began uh, something like this. Hi, my name is, do you want to be my friend? That's the six-year-old version, right? And then we get the kind of the young adult version, which is, hi, my name is, uh, do you want to have a beer? Uh, right? Uh, and, uh, and, or, or maybe, hi, my name is, do you want to work together on this project, this mission? Do you want to come with me on this thing? And then we get uh, kind of the older adult version, which is, hi, my name is, do you want to play bingo with me? (laughs) Right? And uh, no matter what age we are, to make a friend means that we take a step out of our comfort zone. Right? If if you want to, to have a friendship with someone, you have to be vulnerable. You have to, in some way, uh, take a risk, right? And even putting on a name tag is a small risk because now everyone can get your attention, right? As they see your name, they can call your name, and you'll instinctively turn your head whenever someone uh, calls you by name. Side note, if you have a name like mine, which is Will, which is also a verb that can be very distracting, (laughs) right? it's part of the English language. Luckily, you can kind of tell if they're using it as a noun or a, a, or a verb. Now, friends, friendship, communion, requires vulnerability. It requires us, it requires sacrifice. It requires vulnerability. It requires sacrifice. You see, that's what Jesus does for us. He's God from God, light from light, true God from true God, and He takes a step out in vulnerability. He comes to us and He speaks to us on our terms. Our name tags that we wear today are uh, just a small little image of that reality of taking a step out as Christ did so that we might know Him and we might be saved and we might know the Father. He lays down His life for us while we're still yet sinners so that we can come into communion with Him and His Father. And thus, He repairs that ancient sin, that the, the, the break 
that occurred because of the fall. Friends, one of the other consequences of the fall that we might not think about quite as much as we do about the, the, the break that we have between us and God is the fact that community, communion between human beings was ruptured. You see it right in, in Genesis, right after the fall. God comes to Adam and he says, why have you eaten then of the tree that, of, of, the good, of the knowledge of good and evil that I told you not to eat of? And what does Adam do? He doesn't take responsibility. He abdicates that responsibility. He says, this woman that you gave me, she gave me the fruit. It's her fault. And there's this break in communion. And that break in communion gets passed down to, to their children, Cain and Abel. To the point that Cain kills Abel. And then when God comes and asks Cain, Cain, where is your brother Abel? He says, am I my brother's keeper? The answer to that question, brothers and sisters, is yes. You are your brother's keeper. And this is what <clears throat> uh, love demands. Love always takes responsibility for the other. Right? And, and that type of loving responsibility is meant to image the love of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The love we're meant to have means taking responsibility for others, willing their good. It's what God uh, commands the prophet Ezekiel to have for the people of Israel. And those words that he speaks to Ezekiel today are true for each one of us. I have appointed you a watchman. I've appointed you a watchman, a sentinel. One is to watch and to care for those around them. We're to watch out for us, brothers and sisters. We're to help each other to heaven. There's an urgency to this call. For who will love your neighbor if not you? St. Paul says, Oh, nothing to anybody except this, to love them. Oh, nothing to anybody except this, to love them. This starts, friends, this call to be watchmen, to be sentinels, starts within our church community. We're called to be an example as a parish community of Christ's love by loving each other well. And that starts, that begins by taking responsibility for one another and for this community. To take responsibility within the community means to be a watchman for each other in a, newly, another, in a truly Christian sense means we have to get to know one another. Right? Why is that? Because I can only love one that I know. I can be prepared to love a lot of people. I can, I, can, I can say I will love a lot of people, but I can only love one that I know. Uh, I know we have many married couples here today, and hopefully over the course of the years, as you've gotten to know each other better, you're actually able to love each other better. Maybe sometimes there's things that's like, well, I didn't know that about you. And uh, that makes it a little more difficult, but uh, you're able to actually choose. Even in that situation, you're able to choose to love the other person better. And I'm heartened as a priest, even in these past short two months, that I've seen by the love that I've seen expressed between members of our parish community. I, I was recently with a group of parishioners a couple days ago, and we were celebrating uh, a parishioner who's been here a long time, uh, basically his entire life, uh, his birthday. And um, they were sharing with me, this group of parishioners, most of them had been parishioners at this parish for 40, 30, 50 years. And they were sharing with me these stories, these stories of sacrifice 
These stories of uh, generosity, these stories of uh, giving and vulnerability in order that Christ would be proclaimed in this place. In order that Christ would be made known to every person who walks through these doors. In order that the sacraments would be celebrated here. And friends, I see that continuing here in our church community in many ways. I see it in the way that our older altar servers help the younger ones to learn. I see it when a newcomer is welcomed here at this church or when parishioners make sacrifices of time or talent or treasure to make sure that people are welcomed in this church. You know, even I see it in the lights, right? The lights are on because someone gave money, because you gave money to be able to have these lights on so that people would be welcomed here and Christ would be proclaimed to them. I see it in the dedication of our catechists and our school teachers who love our kids so well and help them to be saints. But friends, I think we can do more. I think that God is calling us as a parish to something great. As a parish and each individually, we're being called to reach out in friendship, to take a step of vulnerability beyond these church walls, beyond the people that we see in Mass week after week, and to share Christ with our neighbors, to share Christ with others. The church, right, that we belong to, the church is by her very nature missionary. Jesus gives her her mission uh, in Matthew chapter 28. He says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to command all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. By our incorporation into this mystical body of Christ at baptism, you and I are called to be missionaries. We who know Jesus are to help others see him and follow him. And that requires sacrifice. Friends, Jesus invites us to sacrifice to help others know him. And I invite you to take ownership of the fact that Christ calls you to owe nothing to anyone except to love them. And then to consider the implications of that fact. Owe nothing to anyone except to love them. Who is Jesus calling you to love today? Whether you're young or old, who is Jesus calling you to love today? Because it doesn't take much looking around to realize that in our society today, we live in a, in a, uh, a time, a place where many people experience a lack of community, a lack of meaning, a lack of hope, and a lack of love. And to fulfill the Lord's command, which is repeated by St. Paul, to love our neighbor as ourselves, it's not simply enough to avoid evil. We have to go out of our way. We have to decide to go out of our way to know people and to love them. Now, the remedy for that lack of love, the remedy for that lack of community, the remedy for that lack of hope and meaning There's a lot of good things that we can do, but we know that it's ultimately the knowledge of Jesus and the love of Jesus which heals our hearts. This this lack is particularly obvious in, uh, or particularly true 
among many of our young people in this community, in our parish boundaries. Many young people in our parish community, especially those we don't see in Mass on uh, Sunday mornings, have either never heard the Gospel or have not heard it in a way that allows them to receive it and to make a decision to follow Jesus as a disciple. And in this really short time that I've been your pastor, I've heard a shared desire from so many people in the community to lean into the gift that God gives us in these young people in our parish. Not just those that are here on Sunday morning, but those who I see when I'm running through this neighborhood uh, on my very slow jogs. Uh, We as a community... We dream of a vibrant mission to youth that goes out, that goes out to find and reach and encounter those youth who are not disciples and invites them to encounter Jesus Christ and to live the fullness of life with him. You know, friends, I'm going to share more about how we're going to go on mission as a parish to youth in our, uh, in the coming week, next week in the homily. But just consider this right now. So many people, both young and old, in our parish boundaries don't know Jesus or have forgotten his love or or haven't experienced it. As good sentinels, as watchmen and watchwomen for our King, for Christ our King, Jesus is calling us to respond to that need. Now, there's an urgency to responding to that need. And that urgency requires sacrifice and vulnerability Just as his coming as man required sacrifice and vulnerability in in order to lead us to the Father. So friend, will you reach out in friendship as Jesus has reached out to you?